It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 600 South and 20th East as the and also located at the Gateway. I went today and they had no mudslide cookies in. And maybe that was the precursor of what's going to happen. The Jazz have just fallen to the Denver Nuggets 98-95. Denver had seven players. They played a player tonight who played more minutes tonight than he had in his entire career. They were without Paul Millsap, Michael Porter Jr., Will Barton, Mason Plumley. Another shorthanded team, and the Jazz have now lost five straight games. This one, Ron, at home, off two days of practice against a team on a back-to-back, playing their fifth game in eight nights. I mean, this is just, this was a gift. This game was absolutely handed to Utah, given to them by the schedule makers and the trade deadline, and they didn't take it. This is stunning. Just really didn't get after it, for the most part, David. And practice yesterday, I thought the way practice went, uh, the things that they worked on, the energy level, I thought, in practice was awfully good. I just was under the impression they were just flat out were going to be ready, regardless of how healthy the different Nuggets were going to be. I thought they were going to be ready and was going to win the basketball game. Our chat room is rolling right now. Why? Take me off the ledge. How do you fix the total lack of effort? You know, what? I'm starting to doubt this team. These are, frankly, very legitimate feelings right now for a team that's lost five in a row. It, it should be. I mean, and, and now, you know, three, four weeks ago, we were talking about this stretch, you know, when we were going to meet the – we haven't played any of the Texas teams, and we haven't played Denver, we haven't played Boston. You know, some of those teams that are, are probably a little more athletic than the Jazz – but the Jazz uh, had a system that complemented all these players. I mean, all of that stuff we dis- discussed, uh, I just didn't think that we were going to run into a buzzsaw like this. And it's self-inflicted for the most part from what I can see. Mike Conley came back during this span. The opponents changed as well. The easy answer is, well, it's Mike Conley's fault. Mike Conley was pretty good tonight. How much is Mike Conley's reintegration part of what's going on here? I think it might have affected a couple of players, uh, and probably in in particular Joe Ingles, uh, knowing that you know Joe's uh, was for the most part running the point. I mean, I know Donovan was considered to be you know the small guard on the floor and probably doing most of it, but Joe for the most part was is, is your player that that sets the guys up. He's the one that was good getting the assists um, and knocking down the threes when when he was left you know by himself. Right now, he just he's just not. Like he's not engaged in the game. How many assists did he have? He, only four shots for him in 30 minutes to play. Ended up with six assists and two points. That's not what we saw from Joe Ingles, you know, early in the year. The Jazz tonight got thoroughly outplayed by Jamal Murray as well as uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, Jokic was frankly brilliant dominating the game. And, and to Denver, let's give Denver some credit. This team has a lot of heart. They played really hard. They went after it. They're playing their fifth game in eight nights. They were playing on a back end of a back-to-back. They only had seven players. This is as impressive a win as any team's had all year, and as impressive as their win they had last week against Milwaukee on a back end of a back-to-back. Well, and I think you can count Jokic as maybe two players because he he does just about everything. He leads this team in just about every category uh, from points to assists to rebounds and and, and all of those things. That's how important he is. Uh, He's a setup man. Uh, They play off of him very, very well. 
And but I think right now, from what we saw tonight, they, the athletes, a few more better athletes than what the Jazz have, and they made plays. I, I think Jokic is probably the best. Um, I'm not going to say the best screener, but he's the best at what they get out of their pick and roll, strictly because he's a roller, he got, he's a popper, uh, and, and then when he, and lots of times he just slides horizontal across the lane, as I was mentioned earlier, and that takes him even farther away from Rudy, who, who's, who's sagging down in the paint. Uh, Tyson Tanner, Denver plays good defense on Donovan, but what is wrong with him other than that? Well, you, Guys go through stretches like this, but I think Donovan's starting to press right now. Uh, and uh, some of the things that he was uh, he was getting away with or that we're doing, uh, it's not happening right now. He has an adjustment to make, uh, and I think he needs to uh, have a very good shooting night in order to get back on track. But uh, he's got to make some adjustments here to, to get back on track, and I think right now he's – He's, he's, he's pressing. We talked to Mike Malone before the ball game and talked about how fast scouting reports get out in the league. Has something been exposed about this Jazz team? I don't think there's any doubt that the way the small lineups are starting to filter around the league, uh, strictly because of the great three-point shooters we have now, not just one or two guys that can shoot the three. You, you're talking about five or six, seven guys on a team that's a threat to shoot the three-point shot, and that's what you know, teams are going to. Now, because of that, and then you play, you have a small lineup, that lane is awfully, that lane is open to the point where there's dribble penetration getting to the rim, and, and it's causing some problems, and, and that's what's causing the problems, uh, causing the Jazz problems right now. You remember last year, maybe even early in this year, when the Jazz had problems with teams, it was the perimeter defenders, the pressure that they put on players out on the perimeter. Uh, and, and I don't know, David, we just got we got to make some adjustments to take care of that. Jazz finished the night 14 of 39 from three. I mean, they're shooting the ball really well. They only had seven offensive rebounds tonight. They, by the end of the night, they turned it over 14 times. They j- there's j- I, I, I'm at a loss, honestly. The final offensive rating number uh, tonight I don't even know if I feel like, and this is hard for me to say because you know how much I like him. I, I'm not sure this is a stat night. Like, I just, like, how did they not run away at some point in this ball game? They were up by 15, and they ended up with an offensive rating of, for all the talk about bad, the, tonight the offense was terrible. The offense is below a point of possession on a shorthanded team that should be tired. Like, that's really stunning to me. It's really, really stunning uh, knowing that this system is is geared to have a very good offensive rating. And, uh, boy, David, I don't know where to look. I, I know our three-point shooting in the second half was absolutely terrible. You mentioned the fact that Bojanovic, and That's happened about four of the last five games that they get hot early, and as the night goes on, they don't worse. shoot the three as well. And Boyan had a terrible shooting night, especially in the second half. Joe Ingles didn't get, get a chance to put the ball up in the air. For the most part, it was only Conley who had a very good shooting night. And Interesting note, Ron. They second half. Sorry to interrupt you, but they go three of sixteen shooting from three in the second half. But they also only go one of five in the fourth quarter. So they take thirteen in the first quarter. They take ten in the second quarter. They take eleven in the third quarter, and then they stop taking them. I, I thought when the Jazz went up eight there in the fourth quarter, I just I thought for sure that was going to be the. Uh, the, the part of the ball game where they were going to separate themselves. Uh, I think Jazz missed the shot, and, and I think the, the 
Nuggets missed a shot. They got an offensive rebound. Then I think they got a three, and all of a sudden we looked around and they're only down one or something like that. So it's key plays there, and then down the stretch, the Jazz get a rebound. Donovan Mitchell gets a strip from the backside going up the floor, and they go down and score then. I mean, it's those little mental plays sometimes just will lose basketball games for you. Well, the Jazz have lost five in a row, and it's tough times right now in Utah. That wraps up Postcast. Have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.